Welcome to our podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. Join us as these neighbors drop by unannounced for conversations that are fun, relevant, and just downright neighborly. 2020 is burning. They're bringing marshmallows, a desire to talk about it, and their mission to laugh now and again, no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. You guys have found yourself tuning in to Neighbors Don't Knock, and I am Brian Chambers. Along with me is my partner in crime, Philip Goffrey. Happy to have you here, Brian. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, and not only am I stoked to be here, it's a very special episode. This is one of my—I've been looking forward to this recording this episode all week long. This is our season finale— it's like, it's sad, but it's so exciting because we know that there's going to be a season two. I can't believe. Oops, oops, spoiler. Uh, you know, <laughs> Brian, I thought we agreed that we were going to be specific about how we announced that. I'm sorry. I can't believe a whole season's gone by. It's I can't, crazy. I can't believe it either. Um, We are excited to come to you guys with our 20th episode. That's right, our season finale here. And we have a great show for you guys. We're going to get into some of our favorite moments. We're going to talk about some of the things that have happened over this past year, what has gone on with us and our podcast. It's just, it's going to be great. And you guys are going to want to hang around to the end of the show because we do have some teasers of a couple of things that we're not going to give away just yet. Yeah, maybe one or two special announcements in our pocket. That's right. So you guys want to hang around for that. But before we get started, we want to hear a word from our sponsor. A wine made with passion and soul is a great way to bring people together. And that's why we choose a passion. Apasion is an award-winning wine produced in the Uco Valley region of Argentina and can be found in fine restaurants and retail establishments all over the world. Taste the passion today or book a trip to their vineyards and experience their exquisite lodge and glamping tents. Learn more at www.apasion.com. Brian, what a ride this has been, man. It's been so much fun. I have not, couldn't even imagine how this turned out. No, you know, when you first approached me with the idea of, of you know, turning our random encounters into a podcast. I I had no clue that we'd be 20 episodes deep, you know, professional equipment, big listener base. It's, it's been fantastic. Well, I know. And that that's what really gets me. You, you think about it, like when we were sitting there talking originally, I think we said, oh, maybe we'll just do like once a month or maybe we'll do like once every other week or something like that. And then here we go. We're like, no, that's not enough. Every week, let's go, let's drop one every Friday. And it just has steamrolled in this is really good thing. I mean, you hate to say or even look at 2020 in any type of positive light. But man, if I had to, this is definitely on the top of my list. I'm actually all about that. I'm all about pulling out the silver linings. Why not, right? Why not celebrate the good things that have come of this? I mean, I'm sure there's been, you know, births and weddings and, and things to celebrate in the world and, and the birth of Neighbors Don't Knock. And, you know, frankly, Brian... I think we were kind of fooling ourselves and thinking we weren't going to do a weekly episode because you're you're here anyway. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it just makes more sense. I will say this, as great as the ride has been and as positive and, and we just couldn't, I couldn't be more thankful for it and enjoy spending each week with you. It's been a learning curve. I mean, I mean for sure. it's been, there's been some things that, I mean, when you go in, it's like anything, any project you have, 
at least for me, I always have high expectations when I want to take on something and, and really throw myself full-fledged into it, right? People have asked me too, oh, how is it? And, and what do you, you just kind of record and then you put it out there? And I said, well, you know, there's post and pre, we, you know, you have, we got to line up our episodes. We got to f- figure out guests. We got to do our editing for the episodes and things like that. You, you know, it just all rolls into how much work are you really willing to put in there? And when someone always asks me about starting a podcast, that's what I tell them. I was like, you have to put in some work. Yeah, you know, given that we're typically recording in my guest room, I've gotten quite a lot of compliments and I'm really grateful for them about how we've been able to make this thing sound, you know, as good as we can without being in a professional studio. But a lot of people don't understand how much work really goes into that, how much time you really have to spend in post. Um, or plan, just in planning in general. I mean, sure. some now I will say I have heard some people that they just have that gift where they can sit in front of a microphone just plop down, start talking, and it just happens, right? Not that, I, I think we have that chemistry, but I also think when it comes to producing something that we're really proud of, we just, we want to put in that prep work, you know what I mean? And, and I think that that's what I love about it because it doesn't feel like prep work. Thinking about the things that we're going to get into this week and things that all of a sudden come out of nowhere, it excites me. I, I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of fun. CNG Communications specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. They combine years of experience in acting, podcasting, and sales to offer big marketing and media products at small business prices. To learn more, visit our Facebook page, or you can email us directly at admin at neighborsdontknock.com. All right, so our finale rolls on, but that's right. If you guys are ever interested in, in getting started, CNG Communications can help you get that startup, you know, especially if you don't have the equipment you need. You know, you can contact them through our email, admin at neighborsdontknock.com. Indeed. Okay, what everyone is waiting for, I know, we're going to get into talking about some of our favorite moments on the show I mean, it wouldn't be a season finale if we didn't go back and reminisce some of the favorite and best moments, I think, on the show. Man, there's been so many. What What was your favorite? Do you have one that just jumps out to you at first? Or, I mean, because we've had so many fantastic guests and some conversations that I never would have guessed would have gone in any of those directions. Man, you know, one of my favorites that comes to mind is actually when we had Chef Chris Shepard on the show and he was talking about being on his tricycle and hanging out in the Montrose area here in Houston going around. The imagery, the imagery rather, was, was just, it was so special, right? Because it was so funny and it was so honest and it was just this pure joy <laughs> coming out of him. It was probably my favorite thing listening to him talk. I mean, I mean, he's an amazing, amazing guy. Um, you know, if you guys... Don't know who uh, Chris Shepard, he has a couple of restaurants here in Houston, uh, most notably Georgia James. You can go check him out. Um, he's a James Beard Award winning chef, but he's just a down to earth guy. He, he really is. And I think when we were talking about his tricycle, I think <laughs> you're right. He lit up so much. It was wonderful. It, it really was a little kid kind of moment. It right, was. That it I, out of him. I mean, first of all, I'm trying still trying to picture him. I have not seen him on the tricycle yet. I always, when I drive through Montrose, I always look You're around now. now. Yeah, I'm, I'm now looking to see if I can say that, and then I can yell, be like, hey, chef, <laughs> out the window as I drive by. He says people do. I know, Fantastic. I know. 
but for those of you that didn't catch that episode, we're going to recant a little bit. Um, here is a little moment here from our interview with James Beard Award-winning chef Chris Shepard. He had to order dust. They put them together, and he's just like, here you go. And I was like, this is awesome. See you later. And like, it, there's nothing more. F- it, it's really funny to just ride around Montrose, and, and someone's like, hey, chef. Nice tricycle. <laughs> and I'm like, bling, 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 with my little bell. It's, it's awesome. That was so much fun watching I, I, him talk about that. He, you know what got me when he when he did the the whole bike bell. I mean, he actually made the motions like he grabbed like it was grabbing the handlebars. He's like bling bling bling. I was like, I was like, oh man, you just want to be riding right now. Yeah, and also tells you that he really has one. I know, right? Right, because he knows exactly his hand, hand position. Hand positions yeah. are. <laughs> and you know what? That's that's great to see somebody like that, um, especially riding around here in Houston. Right. So I, I never had an adult tricycle. That was a neat trick, by the way. A little segue here. That was a neat trick pulling up that 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 little bit with Chris Shepard right off the fly. I feel like we're in Wayne's world. You know, Wayne and Garlic. Let's do the super happy, happy ending. Right. <laughs> but OK. But not only that, we talked about a lot of things with Chris Shepard. You know, he was very instrumental talking about his about voting and about the restaurant industry and, you know, supporting them and, and everything else. And I thought that was great. But what I loved about the Chris Shepard uh, interview then when we had and got to sit down with him was, again, more along the lines of how open he was in talking about things that he did in his off time, you know, and we got into talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I can't even remember how it came up, but we, we ended up on that tangent. So uh, why don't you guys take a listen? We love him. In fact, we had a whole episode of Arnoldisms, but like he, I just, he's, that man is loving what he's doing. But that's because he's got a mini donkey and a mini pony as pets. Does Lulu he, does and whiskey. Really? Lulu I, and whiskey. That's it. I need to follow him on Instagram. It's amazing. <laughs> he like takes his mini donkey to the office with him. Like, yes. That's fantastic. Because why not? It makes me want to have a mini donkey with my tricycles. With your tricycles? There you go. I mean, who doesn't want to have a mini donkey now? I mean, if Arnold's got two, why can't I have one? Following that man on Instagram has been an absolute joy in my life lately. It is it is amusing, man. Chef was not lying. He was telling the truth. If you have not started following uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger on Instagram, he does. He, he is the happiest man I've ever seen. <laughs> You bring up telling the truth, and I actually find that very interesting about working on this podcast with you this year. We have been so fortunate to have such honest and open guests on this show. I mean, they really have been just willing to talk about darn near anything that we've asked of them, and and there hasn't been a single moment of hesitation from any guests that we've been with, or whether it be remote or in person, that's um, made me think, oh, I, I just crossed a line or anything like that. They've all been just wonderful people. I mean, I'm very proud of that for our show because that makes me feel as if we are just making them feel part of the NDK family. Well, by, by golly, then cheers to us. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I'm I'll pat I'll pat ourselves on the back for that one, you know. But no, you're right. Everyone, every guest we've had, they're wanting to put something positive out there, which I think is tremendous. I think it's tremendous, and it really was a joy to have them just become part of our world. Absolutely, yeah. Truly felt like neighbors stopping by. And speaking of that, I do want to give a, a quick shout out to the 
voice you guys hear every week. John Paul Stevenson, the professional voiceover actor, the amazing, talented, incredible John Paul Stevenson. He is the first voice you hear before you even hear ours. We actually brought him on the show, and it was just a blessing to get to know him even more in depth. What got me is that JP has a lot more things in common like what you and I would do. Like some of the shit that you and I would do, oh, yeah. I, I found out that JP was doing. Yeah, man, that was that was a joy having him on. He was a riot. My favorite was when he started talking about uh, in a British accent. Oh, his story about his story. when he was overseas. <laughs> was overseas. That was spectacular. Um, and not even that. It, like He talked about how there was a, a time when he would go and just randomly, in, in here in the States, just to kind of mess with people, his just British, walk up his, and just start talking in a British accent. His British accent is quite good. Do you have a sample of it? I, I do. Here, uh, well, let's, uh, this is John Paul Stevenson on his British accent. You guys are going to be amazed. We used to do that whenever I was a kid, though, because I was in, I was really big into band. I was a band geek, so we would go on band trips and things like that, and we'd stop, you know, in the in the middle of nowhere, you know, so that all two hundred and fifty of us could get a hamburger at McDonald's or something, and we'd walk in, and this was like in I was a freshman, maybe a sophomore, and we'd walk in. Um, I think I'd look the um. Uh, can I get the Big Mac with cheese and no mustard? I'm not a fan of mustard at all. Um, I'll have the chips. I think you call them fries here. Um, and then uh, large soda, please. Maybe the Dr Pepper. Where are you from? <laughs> Woman at Waterburger is just like what. <laughs> I love yeah. that. We used so, to love doing it. We, we had so much fun doing that. It's it's fun. As a matter of fact, the first time I ever went to the UK, we were at a we were at a wedding um in the UK and some and one of the guys was like, I understand you do British accents. And I'm like, <laughs> Why yes I do. And he's like, Oh bloody hell, that's fantastic, man. Where did you learn how to do that? Oh, there's this man back in the States. His name's Jim Johnson, University of Houston. Bloody brilliant. Oh, Fantastic. I say, mate, you're more British than I am. The way to sell it is to always ask a question on top of your yes. question. Right? Well, that's quite awful, isn't it? <laughs> right? They all they always follow up with the isn't it? And like that's how you would sell it, right? If you're ever if you're ever back in the UK and you're hanging out and you have to sell it, he's quite an idiot, isn't he? Isn't you know? He? Isn't he? <laughs> he's quite an idiot. So, yeah. That was a good time. That was a good wasn't time, it? wasn't it? <laughs> you know, when he was telling the story about the guy that he ran into at the wedding, it reminds me so much of the um, old British soldier character, the elephant in the Jungle Book. Right, right? Oh, Bagheera? The panther? No, not the panther, the elephant. The, oh, the general. yeah. The, the, oh, from the animated series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A fallen line, man. No, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we get your marching orders. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. I love the the one drunk elephant that they have. He's got like, the bloodshot eyes. He's swaying back and forth. Uh, no, but shout out to JP. That was a that was a ton of fun. Um, I mean, I I'm not personally great at accents, so it was so great to hear someone that was doing a proper British accent because I will get that all the time when I'm like working through stuff at home or if I'm, you know, in a script for a, a show and, I, and they're like, you need to have an accent. I'm like, and they're like, it has to be British. I'm like, okay, it's, it's going to be more 
Cockney or, <laughs> you know, or something like that. You know, See, so, that, would you like a spot of tea? You know, it's going to be really bright. That's when you have to go uh, along the lines of the great late Sean Connery, right? Just refuse to do oh, any accent. R.I.P. R.I.P. My friend. Absolutely. But, you know, any role, any accent, you'd be like, well, actually, I'm a Russian she captain today. <laughs> you, know, you just can't. Just do not, do not like vary your voice at all. Uh, and for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the movie Hunt for Red October. Yeah, the Hunt for the yeah. So, you know that they chose the the super thick Russian accent first make guy because they had to balance out Connery, right? Like crap. How do yeah. how do we get away? <laughs> we'll give him a couple extra lines on top of Connery's lines, and that way it'll right. sound you. You and can't they, tell the difference. They bring in old Vlad, right? Like, hello, <laughs> hello, hello, Boris. <laughs> He's like. I did not know you can find polar bear at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> it's completely fucking random. Well, then they just turn out the special effects with like the sub sounds and stuff like that. You know, sonar. <laughs> <bing! Yeah. laughs> so big shout out to JP. He was fantastic having on here. Um, and uh, not to give any more spoilers out till the end of the show, but I will say JP has said that he, you will be hearing his voice again uh, in some kind of capacity here on Neighbors Don't Knock. So whether a guest or an intro, outro, who knows? Uh, we are thrilled to have him as part of the NDK family. So uh, JP, big shout out to you and your family during these holidays. It's such a tease, Chamber. I well, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to keep uh, everyone interested, right? I mean, how how interested can we? Anyway, I love it. Tease me. I will tease you all day long. But whoa! <laughs> whoa! whoa. Yeah. Hey. There's that good Alpacion <laughs> wine talking right there. That's right. Okay, so out of our guest, I mean, you can't ever say that there's a favorite, right? We we love all of our guests. There's a reason we 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 asked them to come on the show and they're they were all fantastic. But if there was one guest that really really surprised you, I should say, who would that have been? Ooh. Um surprised me? Yes. I think Brandon surprised me the most. Ah, yes. Mr. Brandon Del Castillo. His love for Disney, actually, is what, what I was most uh, taken aback by. It was a little excessive. It reminded me of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's true. I, I can't get away with that. I, I love me some Disney. I'm not going to lie. But you know what? I know you like some Disney too because what was there was a night that I was over here and I think we watched probably like three Disney shorts. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I love <laughs> Disney Pixar. I love everything they do. It's a great company. <laughs> and now I cannot even go. I, I literally, when I get excited and I walk in somewhere, I walk in and go, "What's up, fishes?" <laughs> like <laughs> that's, so, so that's from the the Pixar short of the the Toy Story series, right? That's the yes, Party Saurus Rex. The, the Party Saurus Rex. Every time now, I what walk up, fishes? in. Yeah, <laughs> I walk in and, and like if I had like a group of people, I'm just like, "What's up, fishes?" <laughs> I can't help but not say it. I'm going to admit to you right now, I, I actually do it too. <laughs> do you? I really do. <laughs> um, but when we had Brandon on, Brandon, uh, a great friend, a great actor, wonderful person. Um, you know, a dad, a lawyer, uh, just an incredible person. But we we had the privilege of having him join us, and we got talking about some Disney stuff. And, well, I'll let you guys uh, tune in and catch up and let us know what you think. But, Philip, okay, I've never asked you this. 
If you had to choose a Disney villain, what right, about right. what about Pixar? Does that count? Yes, I, yeah. I would say Pixar. Yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with Pixar. Pixar counts. Yeah, yes. I'm okay with Pixar. I'm the steering wheel in Wally. Oh, I thought you were gonna go Zerg. No. Yeah, I thought that's too when he said that. I, I immediately went right there. But what the fuck, guys? I gotta like check myself dad, for the, some things here. The, the dad figure. All right, let's go steering wheel Wally. We gotta go back to that. I'm let's the ship back I'm, around. I, I would be. I'd be the ship's wheel in Wally. I would be. Absolutely. I'd be the programmed, methodical, like give me the blend, Captain. Like I, I would be I gotta say that's blend. probably the worst answer I've ever heard. Oh, <laughs> All right, now, now, fuck, now you heard it. Fuck, I'd be Zerg. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! I can I I still listen to that episode when I hear that, and I can't help but roll laughing. Um, and and, and buddy, I love you, but the steering wheel. I didn't. Are, are, are we still on the steering wheel? Have you had Have you had time to think think about this? Are we still? Is that still our villain of choice? Well, my therapy bill got higher after being <laughs> so roasted for my choice. You know, I, I, I didn't I'm know. I'm curious how what a therapist would think is say, what's wrong with you today? Well, they don't like the villain, the Disney villain that I've chosen. I don't know what to feel. <laughs> yeah. Who'd you choose? Oh, I chose a steering wheel from Wally. Oh, we're going to need to see each other twice a week. <laughs> yeah, I was say, you know she's booking you more yeah. times. I didn't know that I could do an impersonation um, of the steering wheel from Wally until that recording, so it was kind of fun. I, I think that impression of it was spot on. I mean, kudos. I, I really, now that I'm thinking Thank of you, it, sir. I Thank think you. that spot it was a spot on impression. Um, I'm still going to give you crap for that <laughs> as we go through. Uh, no, it, it was great. Um, you know, we, we loved having Brandon on it. That was still one of my favorite moments from, from that episode. Uh, just talking about it. not only because of my love of Disney, but just how real we were all being, because I think everyone was being honest at that point. And, and I think that's what made that entertaining because, we were laughing at ourselves as much as we were laughing at each other. That was a good time. We've laughed at each other a lot on this show, man. And which, you know what? Hey, th I'll take that therapy all day long. You know, what comes to mind for me is uh, your international teaching experience with the... <laughs> we, we, we possibly have a new, uh, a new phrase for going to the bathroom <laughs> in the Asian oh. area of the world. Yeah, those um, those international students, you know, that are still learning the English language, you know, hopefully I did not teach them a phrase that will catch on here in the States. Uh, it, it would not be ideal. But um, yeah, for all of our listeners out there, why don't you guys be the judge? We, we, have, we have a couple examples, right? We've got your, your little kid who's, who's taking you to the John with him. <laughs> And he probably thinks your name is John, so it's, it's kind no, of... No, he, he knows. I make sure that my name is, is, is right. But you know what? That's another disturbing image. I don't want him saying my name. Yeah. Now he associates you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I dropped with a Brian. number two. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you have to do? I got to go take a Brian. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. We hopefully he's not referring to uh, dropping Brian's uh, over there on a daily basis. Brother, you're famous. I'm gonna be honest. It's not something that I wanted to be famous for. All press is good press, Brian. All pre I don't know about this, um, but I, I I will say this: if they if China starts calling asking me to endorse toilets, then we'll know. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll know it's catching on. That's right. 
well, you know what about that episode? There was more than just my little uh, dropping in that episode that was uh, worth listening to. This is when I feel like you and I took our friendship to a whole different level. We started letting each other in on, you know, the things that only friends talk about. And, of course, you know, all the people that are listening to our podcast now um, of things that we do in the bathroom. Not just dropping Brian's, but, you know, our day-to-day <laughs> our day-to-day tasks that are happening in our bathrooms. Oh, boy. But I've got one game on my cell phone that I can't stop playing. It's the SimCity game. It's SimCity Build It. Oh. Right? The worst thing about this game is that it's designed in every way to separate you from your money. <laughs> right? This is like the most crafty, dishonest, shady. It's like the mafia got a hold of SimCity like, hey, you know what? We could capitalize off this. I want to. I want to see what'd you create, like Philipville or Goffreyville? It's, it's called Philsville. Yeah, Philsville. <laughs> I knew it was some of Philsville. I've got the Hollywood sign. Phil's Do you really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I'd be very curious what it's what little. It's places right up by got. my by my ski lodges. Um, oh really? But, oh yeah. Yeah. But, and I've also got a, a radio tower, a, a TV tower. There. Have you finished building? I mean, is that what you really? Well, you can't finish that. <laughs> Every oh, time I try to get out, you know, they pull me back in. Oh, Philsville. <laughs> now, I have to ask, have there, has there been any growth in Philsville? Yeah, my population's gotten bigger. I have um, little regions now attached to the capital city, so I'm, growing a, I'm currently growing an island oh, A metropolis. Indeed. All right, so you have a metroplex. Evidently, I do. Is that, or what, what, is that, the, is that the correct terminology for it? No, I don't think so. But <laughs> metropolis works. Me- metropolis, okay. I think, I think metropolis is just about the city, though. It's more like I have a, I have a continent that I'm, that I'm growing <laughs> at this point. It's been a lot of time in the bathroom, Brian. <laughs> I mean, well. You know, hearing that clip reminded me of the mafia. The, I don't know if you saw in the news or not, um, but recently there was this huge organized crime bust in Philadelphia. Actually, in Philadelphia and in New Jersey, between Philly and Atlantic City. What? Jersey? No way. Crazy, right? (laughs) But, and I cannot make this up, right? The main mob boss that they got, his name is Tony Meatball. Which is awesome. Or Tony Meatballs. Tony Meatballs. I'd hope he'd be Meatballs. (laughs) The other one hasn't dropped yet. (laughs) Hey, did you hear the news? They got Tony Meatballs. (laughs) I think it'd be actually hilarious to be Tony Meatball, because how many people would be only one Meatball? He's that good. He's only one. He only needs one. Well, you know, tragic accident when he's a young boy. (laughs) Exactly. My favorite name that you sent me was Louis Louis Sheep Beretta. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I mean, first of all, his last name is Beretta, <laughs> and then like you think that like so that's pretty intimidating. Like, like I fear that's an aggressive last name, hey, right? You know, some people would say I was destined for this lifestyle. Well, yeah, but then you nickname yourself the Sheep. Like, what? Will you fall asleep easily? I mean, you, <laughs> you know, you you're good at hurting people. I I don't know what. Why the Sheep? Who gives these guys these nicknames? Or do they just sit around and be like, you know what? Yeah, I like sheep. Yeah, Lewis, the sheep Beretta. Who doesn't like sheep? They're cuddly, they're fluffy, they keep you warm. <laughs> That's right. Right before they shoot you. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I like that you assume because I'm from the Northeast, I'd have any idea about how mobsters <laughs> get their fucking nickname, man. <laughs> what well, is the deal with well, that? I, I mean, 
if I was going to bet, if I'm a betting man, I'd put more money on you Back. than me. What actually happens on the 13th birthday? <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> they, they have a lottery. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sorry. The sheep's already taken. Damn it. You know. <laughs> I'll go with meatball. Bar mitzvahs, batoras, <laughs> they were taken by somebody else. So they had... They that, had to come up with their own tradition, you know. That's how he came up with meatball. He couldn't be meatballs because meatballs was taken. So he's like, I'll just be meatball. <laughs> just give me no, one. It actually, it actually is uh, Tony Meatballs. I looked it up. Oh, well, we we wouldn't want him looking for us. <laughs> <laughs> you bet your ass you don't want Tony Meatballs looking for you. What would your monster name be? I don't know. Phil Five Whiskeys. Phil I don't Five Whiskeys. <laughs> Dude, they, you can't you can't use the alcohol because then they know you can't shoot for shit. That's true. <laughs> like it's like, don't worry, you got you got Phil five whiskeys coming for you. Oh, I'm good. I'd like a stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah. Can't hit anything. Can't hit shit, right? Speaking of stormtroopers, actually, let's pivot to that. You bring up a very good point that ties into our mafia. <laughs> stormtroopers are the worst. <laughs> they have the worst aim. Ever can't hit the side of a bar. <laughs> Ever, I like. I'm trying to think of one other, you know, role player army person that misses more times. They never have to reload. I mean, think about it. How many have you ever seen a stormtrooper having to reload his blaster? No, it's rapid fire all the time, and he still can't hit something. You know, I do like that all of these different. Um all these different brands and and franchises that we're so familiar with that are being, you know, cranked out on high gear right now. I do like that they're starting to make fun of themselves a little bit, right? Because there is some reference to things like that in the newer Star Wars shows like The Mandalorian where they they kind of acknowledge how silly it is and how funny it is like stormtroopers can't hit anything. Um Well, y- yeah, because after 9 movies <laughs> If you haven't acknowledged it by now, right? You know, a little late to the party. Yeah, they're starting <laughs> to do it with the Star Trek franchise too, right? On on the opposite end of geekdom. Are you in a love hate relationship with the performance industry? Are you a theater patron curious what goes on behind the scenes? Clink, commune, and commiserate with Wines and Dolls podcast. Weekly, Chels and M wine and cheers with the booze within reach while they drunkenly dictate and dissect the book of a musical. Wine with the Dolls and discover the dialogue at winesanddolls.com or anywhere you get your podcast. Cheers. They're starting to do it on the, on the Star Trek franchise too, right? They have this new series called um, Star Trek Lower Decks where it's animated by the guy that created Rick and Morty. And they're just it's oh, okay. nonstop just making fun of Star Trek. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really amusing. Um, I mean, it gets a lot of like, like you can't please everybody, obviously, right? So a bunch of purist fans are all pissed off and you know, like I, like we've mentioned on the show before, I think fans are assholes. Right? Like, yes, ah, they are. You're ruining, you're ruining my childhood. Ah. It drives me nuts, but the, it's actually kind of fun. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm just excited that it's still going on. I mean, think about that. You know, it, it's wonderful to be nostalgic about so many things and you, and you just have those memories, but the fact that they're actually continuing on, you would you did mention this on the show. We would go to Comic Con if we had the chance. I'm in. Okay, I just want to make sure that we. No, you know, I know things change once we talk a couple months. It's gonna have to know. be a post COVID world. Well, brother, of, of course, in. obviously, yes. Uh, you're you're 100 true on that. But I am completely down uh, for Comic Con, and it's never something I ever thought I would say. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> you know what I mean? You I, and me both. I, I never thought I'd something yeah. I would say. 
But uh, you do things that I would never do, right? Like I would never agree to go skydiving with you. You're a big skydiving guy, right? I'm, I, well, okay. I would go again, but I, when I went skydiving, I was 18 years old. Every time you mention to me, it's like it was yesterday. No, I would, you know, maybe. It feels like it was yesterday. <laughs> no, um, I, I was, it was a present to myself as an 18th birthday. So that's when I went skydiving. Now, I still remember it as if it was yesterday. It is an experience you'll never forget. I know you're just like, I'll never remember it because I'll never do it. <laughs> yeah, it's an experience I guarantee you I'll never forget. Exactly. <laughs> and I knew it had to be a big deal when my folks showed up to the hangar. You know, like, they, they don't come out for a lot of stuff. that I I mean, they, they support me, right? And, they came and, to say goodbye? <laughs> it was more like, just in case, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was just, a, just in case. Smart parents. <laughs> Um, but you know what we did? We, we talked about a little bit of some skydiving, but not only that, we talked about a new version of skydiving. So if you don't remember that episode, here's a little taste. That'd be something there. That's a sport. Oh, monsters. No, skydive boxing. Skydive boxing. (laughs) Just two guys coming together and like trying to land a punch as they're just flipping around. You know, they're doing the whole like stunts and stuff. Sponsored by SpaceX. That would totally be sponsored by SpaceX. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm still waiting for SpaceX to give us a call. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> to get this uh, off the ground and I going. I have not personally heard from Mr. Musk yet, but I expect any day I'm going to get some kind of a text message. So, yeah, we had a little bit of skydive boxing there. Um, and speaking of that episode, you know what was interesting about that episode? We were talking about skydive boxing, but we were actually... We got we started with that because we were talking about sports, and the whole reason we we're talking about boxing was because Mike Tyson was back in the news, and we were expecting to see Mike Tyson fight back a couple months ago, but yet it is actually coming up. Oh yeah, it's coming up because they had to push it back due to to COVID and everything else. So the Mike Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight is coming up now. I'm gonna give you a chance to reaffirm your bet here because you know you were taking mike you were taking mike i i took roy and uh not to say anything but roy's favored i'm still going iron mike baby okay i i just wanted to double check that that's where you wanted to go with that now we didn't we didn't put the terms out there of the bet but for our listeners if you guys still have any inputs and what you want to see you know hey we could put some pictures on instagram <laughs> We, so let us know. Let us know what you guys think that our bet should be because oh we got Philip taking Iron Mike. I'm taking Roy Jones. I Why mean, do I feel like this ends with one of us in a dress? <laughs> uh, well, uh, it's not going to be me. So let me ask you: They've been delaying the fight because of COVID. Is that because both fighters are in a high risk group because of their? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. It could be. Back to a couple of some other great moments that we had on the show. I do, going back to one of our earlier episodes, We this was a very highly listened to show. We had a lot of downloads for this show, which surprised me a little bit, to be honest. Uh, we were talking about, you know, pet owners and living here in the city. And the one daggering word that you could say to anyone that would make them lose their shit. Take a listen. Are you asking me to put my dog? How dare you? Um, excuse me, sir. Can you please put your dog? <gasps> <laughs> well, oh, my favorite. Do you know who I am? <laughs> my, you must be 
part of the royal family. I'm sorry, I didn't see that. I'm not, but my dog is. <laughs> oh, yeah, jeez. And one thing is, have you ever tried to say someone to someone, relax? Oh, dude. I mean, just imagine telling a dog owner, I was like, like you say, hey, put your dog on a leash. And he goes, or she, relax. I'm pretty sure that wars have been started over someone else being like, you know, look, bro, relax. It's just wheat. Relax. It's just wheat. I mean, that couldn't have been more true. I mean, yeah, it really can't. That's that's then then's fighting words right there, right? Those are fighting words. Yeah. I mean, hey, relax. Relax. <laughs> Phil, re- relax. I'm pretty sure that's why Bruce Lee got into martial arts. Because <laughs> somebody's like, look, kid, relax. I think that would be awesome if that was the reason that Bruce Lee got into martial arts. <laughs> you think Jackie Chan got into martial arts for the same reason? I think Jackie Chan got into martial arts because it's just like another version of dancing and singing. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so crafty. He is crafty. He's very crafty. He's like uh, a little, just, he just loves being out there. You know? <laughs> well, I love the fact that he does all his own stunts. So let me ask you. Do you have a favorite moment of all these? Of all this time we spent together doing the show, do you have one that just sticks out? I I actually I had more than one. I, I had a hard time thinking when I was when I was looking at the episode and we were doing the season finale, um and, and looking and listening to all the episodes and things that we've done, I had a hard time narrowing it down. I've had such a good time doing this podcast, but I I got it down to two. Ooh, that's I, better than I could have done because I, I feel the same way. I've got like a list. I mean, I, I do. I, I There's so many moments. We loved all the guests on here. Um, You know, I do want to throw a shout out to uh, Pedro uh, Mora. Pedro Mora is uh, Fajita Pete. We call him Mr. Fajita Pete on the show. The uh, Pete from Fajita Pete. The Pete from Fajita Pete. Uh, you know, Coming on board and, and being our first sponsor was just amazing. And we couldn't thank him enough. And it was just something that jumped out to me of how wonderful he was. And I, I just want to thank him. And if you guys didn't get a chance to hear uh, his interview, here's a, a short clip from it. Um, mm-hmm. You quoted in an interview, most things you need to be successful in business, you learned in the first grade. What did you really mean by that? Because I I love that quote. I love that quote. I think that it's just very simple stuff that I need that that you need to learn in the first grade, like share, be nice, don't lie, don't steal, don't cheat. I think those are the core uh, things that ring true in any business, and in in the restaurant business in particular, but in any business, you're in the in the people business more than anything. And I think with the internal customer, which is your coworker, your teammate that's always your first customer in business. So you have to take care of them and by treating them correctly, treating them right, uh, valuing them. I think those things that sound simple really carry a lot of weight. So yeah, just a, just a great guy. He was fantastic. We loved having him on. That was awesome. And we wouldn't be here without his help kind of launching us as our first sponsor. Like you mentioned, it was really great. Yeah. And, and so big shout out to him and his family. We hope you're doing well. 
Uh, if you guys haven't had fajita pizza yet, you should check them out. They are they deliver. You can pick it up. It is fantastic food, and you can get ready to go Rita's right there. So if you're a margarita fan, whether you want you know the regular or strawberry or flavored, you know they're they're ready to go. So doesn't get it. much more Texas than that. That's I know, sure. right? I know, right? Okay. So jumping back though, there was uh, there was something that I did really really love that stuck out to me. Your impression of Lieutenant Dan just tickled me. And this goes all the way back to our very first episode. Oh, boy. Our very, get, and get ready, because you, buddy, feels, feel a little nostalgic for this, because you can't even think back 20 episodes and like three promos and trailers later. <laughs> all right. So this was our, this was a, a clip from our very first episode. We were talking about how Lieutenant Dan, if he was played by Christopher Walken, and, uh, Philip, you do a fantastic walk, and I know you always roll your eyes at that man, but from someone from the outside, I'm telling you, it's a great walking. A little reimagining of Forrest Gump. That's right. Here we go. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could. I don't know if if walking as talented as he is could pull off that role, right? Because you imagine, you imagine like the apartment scene with the hookers. Right. And he'd be like, you don't understand. They took my legs. <laughs> so I've got this horse. Like, it, it wouldn't work. Right. You couldn't take him seriously. Right. Forrest Gump's like, Lieutenant Diane, why are you acting so strange? And he's like, damn it, boy, drink and smoke and have sex. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, it's a whole new Forrest Gump, man. I, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, that, that is still fantastic. And, uh, you know, no disrespect to Gary Sinise playing that role, but <laughs> I would love to see Walken play that role. A little dream casting. It was a little dream casting. And there, that's a, a short clip from our very first episode. It was, that was great. Um, you know, I, I did have one more, but I know you wanted to introduce this. Yeah, for me, one of the most special moments on the show was when we had Tony Camel on. And he did a, a song for us. And that was just... So moving um, for me doing this project with you to have somebody willing to do that, like not not live, obviously, but on our show with us as raw as can be. It was great. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to Tony, a Grammy nominated bluegrass artist from the band Wooden Wire. And Tony, if he's listening, uh, much love to you. And for those of you that want to see Tony here in Houston, for those of you that are here in Houston, he's going to be here December 4th. At the Monkey Duck, tables and seating are limited uh, due to, you know, COVID restrictions. So you really need to jump on those um, on those tickets now. So if you want to see him, he's a fantastic artist. I, I love Tony. That was one of the ones that I, I couldn't put. I, I didn't know where to put it because it was so fantastic. He was just so great. We had so much fun with him. It, it was just to hear him pick up a guitar and just play on our show was something I never thought we would ever have anyone do. It was a great privilege. This is the incomparable Tony Camel. The thing is, is what's beautiful, what really drew me to the music, and I discovered it sort of backwards. I heard jam bands like Jerry Garcia doing it and Old It In The Way or, or Fish or String Cheese playing some bluegrass songs, and I worked backwards to the really old stuff. What really drew me to it was this community. There's this vast 
catalog of songs that if you love bluegrass, you just know the songs. And if you play the music, you just know how to, there's a formula that you learn. And then I can literally walk into a room of people that know bluegrass music and go, how do you play this song? Or go, let's play this song. And everyone will either already know it. And to those that don't know it, they can spit out a quick formula. We talked about the song, John, and our mutual classmate, John. I'll play John. It will be the first track off the new record. Up against boulders on Galveston Island Sits my buddy John He's been in the shop Fixing up furniture Damaged by floods that have come and have gone He's a modern day Kerouac Wannabe Banksy Silent unsettled Victim of time And now the Coens are calling With a north on his mind to be Island for State 49. Seekers and searchers and drifters like me. Let it roll, let it ride, let it be. And that was the incredible, talented Tony Camel. Yeah, it gave me chills. That was fun. It was it was fantastic. Tony, if you're listening out there, much love to you, man. And to all the guys from Wooden Wire, you can check out their album. They're pretty much on everything. You can find them on Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, you know, Apple Music. Download their albums. They're they're great. They have so many. I, I just can't tell you. That that's just been so much right there. We can't even we'd be here another hour or two trying to fit in all the best moments. Absolutely. It's super fun looking back. It was a great season. I am very excited, though, looking forward to 2021 and season two. So let's let everyone know about our holiday plans. Yeah, what do we have coming up? We are going to have two very special episodes of our Neighbors Don't Knock holiday series. We have a special guest, musical guest, that will be joining us, which we're not going to give away just quite yet. And we do have a special playwright that has written something very special for the show that we are going to be uh, reading for the first time on Neighbors Don't Knock. That's right. It's a very exclusive holiday episode. Both of them, you're not going to want to miss them. They're going to be airing this December. So be listening and be on the lookout for those special episodes. You can subscribe to the podcast at neighborsdontknock.com or check us out on Facebook or on Instagram at NDK podcast. Ooh, original content. You tease. I know. I'm, I'm telling you, it's fan freaking tastic. That's all I can say. Um, but also there's something very special that we do want to talk about coming up for this holiday season because it is the season to be giving. Yeah, indeed. As we approach the holidays and wrap up our first season, we've decided we'd like to give back to our friends, listeners, and our neighbors. And we can't think of a better way to do that but to donate to the Southern Smoke Foundation, which our before-mentioned guest, uh, Chef Chris Shepard, founded. The Southern Smoke Foundation is a crisis relief organization that has distributed more than $5.7 million, both directly to people in need via their emergency relief fund and to organizations that represent the needs of people in the food and beverage industry. And how to do that was sort of a big question mark for us. So what we've decided to do is that from now until the end of the year, 
We'll donate 25% of our net revenue from any Neighbors Don't Knock merchandise sales directly to the Southern Spoke Foundation. And I can't think of a better way to, you know, sort of wrap up our season and, and give back in a small way, the best way we can. I, I agree with you. I'm stoked to be partnering up with, with them. You can find the link to our merchandise uh, store in, on our description of, of the podcast here, or you can go to NeighborsDon'tKnock.com, or you can email us at admin at NeighborsDon'tKnock.com for more information. We'd be happy to send it to you. Again, we want to be able to give to this industry and give back. So the more you guys get and get that NDK merchandise, the more we can give. Check out our store. We're going to be putting up some new holiday uh, items up there, so you're not going to want to miss that. So give to a great cause, but also we want to thank all of you listeners and supporters out there, all of our sponsors, Fajita Pete's, Breathe River Oaks, El Pasión Wine, and Tom and Sue Chambers. We want to thank you guys so much. We couldn't have done it without you guys. If you're looking to become a sponsor and support Neighbors Don't Knock going forward, we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to talk with you. You can reach us at admin at neighborsdontknock.com or just go to our website, or find us on, on social media. We are everywhere. Well, Phil, my glass is looking a little empty. Yeah, Brian, mine is too, man. Thanks so much for going down memory lane. I cannot believe that this is the end of our season finale. I, It's been an incredible ride, man. I want to thank you, everyone out there, all of our listeners, and please tune in for our special holiday series as well as our season two coming up in 2021. You're not going to want to miss that. You can listen or catch up on all your favorite episodes on your favorite platforms or check us out on Facebook and Instagram at NDK Podcast. But, Philip, it's time to go. Peace. Out! Out!